May I have your attention, please? Air France Flight 3306 to Strasbourg. The passengers for this flight are now boarding through gate B23. Monday morning at Dublin Airport, damp and blustery as aircraft taxi to the terminus and members of the European Parliament walk to the special plane which will take them, along with British members to be picked up at London, off for the week-long monthly meeting of the Parliament at Strasbourg. The full Fine Gael contingent is there, plus independent TJ Maher. This month, October, the Fianna Fáil members will reach Strasbourg by a different route. They've been at a working session of their group, French Gaullists, one Scottish nationalist and themselves, in Corsica. Beside me on the plane, Mary Bonotti, newly returned by Dublin voters in June 1984 to the second directly elected European Parliament. She sits silent and bolt upright at takeoff. She doesn't take easily to flying. I went through a stage where I really did find the takeoff part particularly difficult. Uh, the reason you saw me being very tense on the Strasbourg plane is because I've had a few nasty experiences in it recently. So um, I, I was just slightly, I'm not so anxious in the other planes. It's one of those dear old planes that um, needs a little help every time to get off the ground. <laughs> in fact, um, one of the MEPs refers to it as the by-election special. <laughs> Unjustified fears, no doubt. Weather conditions have caused minor problems. Meanwhile, the second of our two who are new for Europe is in Paris. Ray McSharry, Fianna Fáil's new representative for Connacht Ulster. Four major points of contrast, a man and a woman, a Fianna Fáiler and a Fianna Gáiler a rural-urban divide, and McSharry, a politician who has savoured the peaks of power as Tánishta and Minister successively for Agriculture and Finance. Bonotti, a former unsuccessful by-election candidate, new not just to Europe, but to the parliamentary process. Well, I have been here on numerous occasions before as a minister uh, over a five-year period, so I'm well aware of the activities that uh, are undertaken here in Parliament. So it wasn't as such anything new to me to be coming here, but it was in a different role. So in this programme, we follow our two MEPs through a week at the Strasbourg Parliament. In the corridors, in the formal interview, in the chamber of the house, in the restaurants, at work and, to an extent, at play. We see the different characters of two whom we send to represent us in a distant Parliament, which has so far had but limited success in engaging the imagination of the Irish electorate. Mary Bonotti has with her for the week in question her part-time assistant and political adviser in Dublin, George Underwood. She shows him round the building on Monday evening, starting in the chamber, the hemicycle as it's called in Strasbourg. The first time I walked in here, they started to play the European National Anthem and I just burst into tears. It was just too much for me altogether. This is just after the election. That's my seat down there. That's the Communist Socialists, the Greens. Mr Paisley sits down here. This is the centre, and then over there you go slightly right of centre. Now part of the routine when we arrive, which I had to learn of course, because it took me a while to realise I actually had a mailbox here, is you come over here and you take out your um, several pounds of mail. Uh, there's a, an open mailbox at the back, so anybody who has a cause or a fringe meeting or anything that they'd like you to attend, they put a little thing in your box here. And they also very fortuitously provide a very large waste paper basket where you can put it straight into when you're finished with it. This is the exciting moment now. <laughs> Here I box. am, wedged between Niall Andrews and Sylvie Barrett. And John, and John, John Taylor. <laughs> and Ray Bakshari. Well, I have to, this is going to be a two-hand two job, as you can see, it's very full. In several parts. Yeah. Oh, this is a vintage bundle. There must be at least four pounds of 
paper right here. draft general budget weighs in at about, what would you say, four pounds? Oral questions now. Let's see what we have here. This is the business now of this week this in the business Parliament. business of this week. Uh, Mr. McSharry, Integrated Agricultural Structures Programme. Let's see, I have a couple of questions now. Well, now, are you bound to oppose Ray McSharry's question because he's free and afford? No, not in, not in the least. Not in the least. Good Lord. Budgets, 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 budgets. That's a 1984 budget. Yeah. It's an interesting reflection, Mary, that between now and Christmas, Rob, near, between the 1st of October and Christmas, Mary has 29 days in Brussels with committees and groups meeting, 20 days in Strasbourg, the Parliament, which leaves nine working days in Dublin between now and Christmas. It's an interesting 29, 20, and nine. Looks like there's a lot of work for you to do in Dublin, George. <laughs> but for now, Mary has to find out what work there is for the week. She goes back to her office, each MEP has one, a large desk, three comfortable chairs, a couch, a toilet and a shower room. Uh, Rodney, this is Michael Parsons, who's my research assistant here in Brussels and Strasbourg. I share him with another member of the Parliament. <laughs> Much to his chagrin at the moment, I think. Not at all. Yeah. Quite happy. Um, okay, the first event of the week in Strasbourg is a meeting of the Social Affairs Committee at five this afternoon. Yeah. And what are we... The about? main points on the agenda, um, a discussion on the social fund budget for 1985 yeah. um, and amendments proposed by various people on the committee to the social fund proposals from the Council of Ministers uh, to be voted on at the next meeting of the committee in Brussels. Next week. Next week. Next week. Did you check whether the two questions I'd written into the Commission were coming up on the agenda? Not known yet. We Not should know later when today. Possibly later this evening. This evening. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so, we, so we'll get together in about <coughs> two hours' time. Okay. Yeah. Tuesday morning before the first sitting of the week, the Fianna Fáil members are preparing their contributions. Good morning, Ray. What's uh, on today for you? Well, on behalf of the group, I'll be speaking on a monetary debate. It's on for most of today and uh, with the exception of question time I have some questions down as other members of the group have but I will be speaking on behalf of the group this morning on the monetary debate. These uh, questions are down uh, requesting the Commission to give their views on the monetary situation generally in the world, fluctuations in exchange rates, the role of the ECU, strengthening of the EMS and the strength of the dollar. Michael. He calls Michael McGrail, a Fianna Fáil member of the Group Secretariat at Strasbourg. You meet Rodney Rice? Yeah, we how Rodney. We did, yeah. Well, how are we fixed? Are we ready to yeah. finalise that? Right. We need five good minutes with you. And are we going to, to your office to do it? If I can just interrupt you there, what's the, what's the main aim of this particular debate? What does the Parliament trying to influence or trying to do in this one? Trying to urge the Commission to take some action in the world money market, if you like, on behalf of the community, through the ECU, within, as it is, and the strengthening of the EMS, to see what influence they can use on the American uh, government to uh, manage the interest rate level in their country better than it has done because of the impact it has on 
you're going to Hello, how are you? I love to incidentally, Hi, Gene. <laughs> Hello, Gene. You? Were you leaving me out there, right? <laughs> no, I said it was good morning, Rodney. Good morning, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> what are you into today? Limestone, is it? Limestone. And the AI. And the AI. Very important, important for our small farmers at home. Gene Fitzgerald's moment will come, but since he's down to speak, Ray McSharry spends most of the morning in the hemicycle. Madam President, already this morning much has been said on the overall economic situation, and I in turn would like to deal briefly with a few of the more important aspects. Firstly, the EMS. The role of the ECU has expanded considerably in 1984. Meanwhile, Mary Bonatti is on the phone to Dublin, asking her secretary to arrange her busy life stay in Brussels because I've got committee meetings all that week. Okay, so I'll go from um, Brussels to Strasbourg, uh, sorry, from Dublin to Brussels, Monday to Thursday. Thursday night, um, Brussels to Berlin. Okay, yes, I think it gets in, the, that flight we were talking about that gets in about nine. Okay, lovely. So then, um, Berlin to Frankfurt on Monday the 22nd, okay? Yeah, well, you better you better ring in about that fairly quickly now because it, it looked like it might be a busy a busy flight. Okay, fine. And then the return of that Brussels Dublin to Brussels flight will be November the seventh, the evening, the direct flight in the evening. Okay, and then book me out again on the ninth, Friday the ninth, uh, Dublin to Brussels, and leave the leave the return open because there's a session of the parliament the following week the 12th to the 16th so i'll probably just have a straight dublin strasbourg dublin flight for that okay fine any other news hmm okay fine bye it all sounds like a tremendous physical strain McSherry takes a phlegmatic approach to it. I find now, after some months, and as again referring back to the experience I had as a minister, that uh, the amount of time that you are away from home is something similar. You leave home on a Monday evening or Tuesday morning and you're back on Thursday evening or Friday. It's much the same role as being a member of Parliament in Dublin or being a member there and uh, a minister as well. It, it is difficult, but I, I can say from uh, experience that I've been a full-time public representative since 1970. Therefore, when you uh, come to the stage that you've been honoured uh, in ministerial office, uh, and uh, that happened to me for the most of five years, I had a very, very busy time as a minister. Not only nationally, but all of the ministries I was involved in were very much involved every week uh, on the European scene as well in Luxembourg, Brussels or Strasbourg. So that I have had a very busy time since 1977. And then when we are no longer in government and I am no longer on the front bench and the European elections came in 1984, I said to keep myself as busy as I had been, I, I chose to uh, put myself forward as a candidate for the European elections and, and here I am and I'm quite satisfied. And I still wouldn't consider myself as busy now as I had been uh, as a deputy and a minister. The European Parliament is, like most continental assemblies, committee-dominated. The most important work is done in the committees. Hence the importance on election of gaining a place on the committee of your choice. For Ray McSharry, that means a seat on the Agricultural Committee. For Mary Benotti, it's the Environment, Public Health and Consumer Protection Committee. She's an alternate member, that's one with speaking but not voting rights, on the Social Affairs Committee we heard she attended on the Monday evening. 
But Question Time features too as it does in the Dáil and in Westminster, and Irish and British members use it most. Jean Fitzgerald comes in on a question about shipbuilding, and Mary Bonotti, with another supplementary, joins him in making a point about what was then the impending closure of the Verolmi Dockyard in Cork. Mrs. Bonotti. Thank you, Mr. Vice President. Whilst I accept that we cannot, in fact, prevent ship owners from placing orders for ships in countries such as Korea, but at the same time having certain reservations about the labour policies in these countries, which does give them an unfair advantage, uh, would the Commissioner agree that it is essential that the Commission, in cooperation with national governments, would make provision for the urgent retraining of these workers made redundant in the shipbuilding industry. And I would, at this stage, make particular reference to the workers in the Verome shipyards in Cork. Thank you. The cut and thrust of Leinster House is absent from question time in the hemicycle since only one supplementary is allowed per member. But McSharry argues that it at least provides a means of establishing for Parliament the views of the Commission or the Council of Ministers. However, life away from home would be dull if spent solely in committee work and in the house itself. And man and woman must eat. So off to dinner with Mary Bonotti and Belfast-born British Conservative Margaret Daly. And another of the perks of the parliamentarian is a courtesy car from work to play. Well, you must feel like a government minister running about here in uh, state cars, eh? <laughs> huh? Well, yes, it's very nice, in fact. <laughs> and that's just a courtesy thing that the Parliament lays yes, on for the members, isn't it? Yeah. Get driven wherever you want to go. Well, within reason, obviously. It's generally presumed that you're going to use it to either go to have a meal or get back to your hotel or whatever is sure, necessary. Sure. You, you are, um, they, Parliament pays your taxi from the airport to the Parliament, but at the rest of the time you're expected to pay for your own taxis and things unless you get one of yeah, these cars. And they will pick you up in the morning as well, yes, won't they? Will. they? There's another one down here that we went to that we liked, actually, oh, down here. Okay. Well, I mean, you can go there, too, but this, this one was down here, and it was really, really enjoyed this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oops, excuse me. Um, and this lovely, these, these old um, yeah. cobblestones. You know, instead of going to town, they buy cars, you can go in on the boat. Yes, yes, yeah. I've done that. You yeah. can go downtown, have lunch downtown, which is nice, actually, mm -hmm. to get out altogether, because... Stuck in a large air-conditioned building all day, you get very tired, it's dehydrating. And, and that's the rationalisation for why you should have all these expensive meals in flashy <laughs> restaurants, is it? Well, I, don't, I wouldn't necessarily agree with you there, just because we're going out tonight to celebrate. <laughs> look at that, not on the board, look at the, the swans. Look in the dark, there's three swans in the canal, yeah. Well, you found your way around very quickly, Mary, anyway, after well, this yeah. third visit. You haven't yeah, been here before? Is, well, I was in this, this restaurant before. But I mean, in time. Strasbourg, you weren't in Strasbourg before? Oh, no, before, huh? oh, no, no. Now, this is the one. The last time we ate here, we were able to eat out. I think we could tonight as well, we were going Even when there's nothing to celebrate and you haven't time to go to town, the food in the members' restaurant is tempting and sumptuous. Before lunching with Ray McSharry and Michael McGrail, we spoke about the delights of French cuisine. Well, you can, like in every city, I'm sure, get 
what is suitable to you and uh, at a particular price. Uh, you can also go to these uh, places of high cuisine and find that you are paying uh, ten times more what the value of the food is and uh, invariably, insofar as I'm personally concerned, it's food I wouldn't like anyway. I'm a plain eater, I like plain food and I, I, as they say at home, I would like to go for the meat and spuds. <laughs> can you find that here? Oh yes. Do they have uh, meat and spuds here? Yeah. <laughs> They'll have the meat, meat, and, and, spuds. meat and spuds, I said. I'm a plain eater, meat and spuds. At least all this water around this place is lovely, isn't it? Do you know it's a nice setting, all right. It is. The starters, uh -huh. you know the system, you take what you want. Take what you want, yeah. Then they have fish blue. What's that? Blue and sea pike, I think. Sea pike. They have a venison stew. And if they're recording Lewis Veal or uh, Grease on that steak. No fish. Yep. Uh, they have sea fish. pike. Oh no, not pike. What's wrong with pike? Sea pike. Look what they eat. Sea pike? <laughs> yeah, I know. You should become a vegetarian, Ray. No, I love meat. I thought I might have a soul on there now. That's the fish, venison uh -huh. stew, the scallop of veal. And the, the old members look after themselves well, don't they? <laughs> they hear this now. <laughs> they pay for it too. <laughs> is it or not? It is. <laughs> I'll switch it off and you can tell me the truth then. Eh? <laughs> yeah. The wine isn't exactly handout prices, is it? No, they're, they're, they're the bottle wines yeah, that they uh, have. They all have yeah, yeah, right. The carafe, which, yeah. which are more reasonable. Uh, uh, I think I'll have the, the, the venison. Okay, uh, the uh, menu complete? Uh, yeah, I'm starting. Okay. The menu. Saturday. No, no, no. Yeah. Menu complete. No, yeah. Menu complete. Buffet plat et tout le reste. Et il y a deux fois le plat direct. Pas de buffet. Alors un menu. Avec dans le menu quoi? Un menu avec un civet. Civet. Entrecôte. Ensuite. Well done. Deux. Entrecôte. Non, une entrecôte. Une entrecôte. Bien cuit. Bien, bien cuit. À point. Et je prendrai le civet également. Et monsieur, un civet. Un civet, oui. Un petit drink. Red for me, please. On va mettre une carafe de rouge. Et un peu d'eau minérale aussi. Gazeuse, plate. Plate. Gazeuse, carola, plate, vitale. Plain water, merci. One coke. Pioneer pin in his label, Ray McSharry tucks in the steak and potatoes washed down with coke. The wines of Alsace, even the venison stew, offering no attraction. A point of difference between him and Mary Benotti. And there are others. He feels he can ease into this parliament, having previously occupied the minister in council chair. She is staring wide-eyed at a new world, every moment filled with committee work, the house itself, arranging her appointments, or simply looking for an environment in which she can relax. The day's work over. This is Madame Klein. She works for the City of Strasbourg. She is one of the official hostesses here in the Parliament. She's worked here for eight years and she's very helpful to us with all the sort of things we, we need to get settled in. Um, she's taking me to see an apartment now. Just very, it'll be, if it works out, it'll be lovely because it's only about two minutes walking distance from the Parliament itself. Um, it's, is it, how, how, how many rooms? One room One and with shower. One room with shower, yeah. Yes. And, I mean, it would be lovely to be able to, at lunchtime, pop home if I could. It would be very nice, particularly because the 
one of the things I, I find quite difficult in the Parliament is, is, is living in that air-conditioned atmosphere all day, which leaves you feeling tired and washed out after a few hours. You really do need to get out and have a little, <laughs> little blow somewhere. <laughs> do, do many of the members have apartments? Many, many members have, yes. Uh, I think about uh, 15, 15 members and uh, about, yes, mm -hmm. every year. Mm -hmm. And does, is it less expensive than, than no, staying in a hotel not, all the time? It's better you stay in a flat. It's not so expensive as a hotel. Mm. And you can uh, come back every month. And it's nicer for members. Right, they don't have to make a booking every month? Eh? Oh no, it's not for this, but it's, it's easier for the members. You can let the clothes and all here in the flat. Mm. And this is uh, the flat of the members, not... Uh, not <coughs> We've already today gone to see two different flats, which turned out to be very depressing, dark little places <laughs> in the backs yeah. of seedy little buildings. So we're hoping. It's not noisy. No. It's beside the river as well, which is lovely. This house and about 10 persons from the parliament. I see. I've yeah. taken apartments already. Yes, they have flats here. Mm. About 10 persons. In this building. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. It's this one over here, is it? Yes, this big uh, building. Four story. Vous prenez à gauche et de nouveau la première à droite après, It's easier to walk as with the car. <laughs> <laughs> It was um, for um, three or four days again. Yeah. Yes. Good dog. <laughs> That's how you imagine all friends being kind of dissolved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a bit depressing, the room. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I don't think so. In the day, it's very nice. Is it? Yes. In the day. <laughs> um, I want that. It's yeah. not finished. <laughs> no, no. And what's the rent? Uh, uh, 1,200 francs, all inclusive. The, the light, all the water, the... the and uh, no cooking facilities at all? No, no, no cooking, but shower. Yeah. Uh, okay. Fine. I, I, that's fine. I, we, that's we, can, nice. we can have a little chat about it outside. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fine. And you can bet she didn't take that one. McSharry, on the other hand, has not looked for a flat in Strasbourg. It is mainly hotels so far, but uh, a number of us are, are, are trying to see if it's possible to get apartments that we can have just for the one night or whatever it might be in Brussels, because sometimes it is difficult to get hotel accommodation. You have to, again, organise it and have it booked well in advance, because the hotel accommodation can be very hard to get and is very expensive. And it could be cheaper, could it, to have an apartment? Yeah, provided people would share. Uh, even to hold one for the whole year in Strasbourg, for example, to be using just for, what, uh, 11 weeks of the year? Only if it's sharing. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't be worth it. Mm. What about, you know, when, when this Parliament ends, how long a working day is it? 
Well, it, 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 it's unpredictable in these uh, particular sessions now. It, it starts normally at 9 o'clock in the morning and can finish at 7 or 7.30, but there are times that it could go on much longer. There are other occasions where it might finish at 4 o'clock because the particular business isn't ready. Now, it, it has been uh, unpredictable uh, these last few months, and even this month of October, there are to be two sessions because of the delay in the presentation of the supplementary and the draft budget for 1985. Is it the difference between man and woman that shows such a contrasting approach to life in Europe between Ray McSharry and Mary Benotti? Or differences in style between Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael? Or differences between the old hand and the neophyte? Both take their work seriously, but Benotti looks at the total environment, the workplace, the eating place, the sleeping place, the languages around her. To McSharry, the total environment is the work, the political process, the development of Fianna Fáil policy in Europe, the use of the European stage for the politics of home. While Mary learns French, Ray formulates questions. Je veux discuter le, le, le commission d'environnement et le, la meilleure commission. Et moi. Et c'est ma commission. C'est moi. Je m'excuse, Marie-Thérèse. Pourquoi, 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 pourquoi l'italienne et le français sont... Euh... Elles sont trop semblables. Oui, oui, oui. oui, oui. oui. Uh, Ronnie, je veux présenter Glyn Ford et un um, député. You want to introduce me to, yeah, to Glyn Ford. Glyn Ford, OK. <laughs> This is a Labour member of the, of the Parliament and we, during the summer, uh, we, we, we studied French in the same place. We were considered to be at the, about the same level in French conversation. So we passed two weeks discussing um, the various newspapers and various uh, um, aspects of French life, totally in French, I want you to know, and found it very helpful altogether. Uh -huh. What level is that then? Are you happy with your level of French? No, I'm not happy, but I mean, I must say, I thought that politically I was starting to convert Mary to the, uh, the true faith. <laughs> uh, every day, and that was more important, was it? <laughs> every day he would bring in Liberation, the French left-wing newspaper, and I would bring in Le Monde, and we would take it in turns to discuss whichever newspaper was on the agenda for the day. Uh, Marie-Thérèse, were you involved in this course, or was this a separate one? It was, a, it was another course, but now they are together in my lesson, and I'm very happy to have uh, two members who are very advanced. <laughs> are they really very advanced now? It's really, I, I tell the truth. <laughs> no, they are very, very good. And can she speak French all the time? Yes, we always speak French, we never speak English together. Uh, with Marie and Glyn, I always speak, uh, speak French. So, uh, and so what, what's the purpose? What are you doing now? Uh, we, are, we have a lesson and we make a French conversation. And do you allow them to have these political arguments during the court? Oh yes, the I like that. <laughs> it's much more interesting. Well, you know, if uh, two members are from the same group sometimes, uh, it's boring because they have the same opinion. <laughs> it's much more interesting if they are fighting. <laughs> not too much. But <laughs> You're obviously not used to the socialist group. In the socialist group there are 130 different opinions. <laughs> oh yes, I know that. <laughs> I've been teaching for uh, six years, uh, British MPs, and it's really what uh, is the well, I'll stop interrupting and let you talk French now. Mm -hmm. Oh, you are parlez français. Oui, oui, oui. Alors, euh, Glyn et Marie, euh, dites-moi euh, ce qui vous a spécialement intéressé aujourd'hui dans les, dans les débats du Parlement européen. Est-ce qu'il y a un point qui vous a spécialement intéressé Ah, le budget. Le budget. En Angleterre, c'est très important. Le repayment de la monnaie... Uh, de l'Angleterre. 
Et est-ce que vous êtes satisfait des débats aujourd'hui Ah, mais... Euh... <rire> vous ah. Oui. Les Anglais n'est pas plus satisfaits. Ils, satisfait. ils sont très difficiles, oui, les Anglais. Oui, oui, oui. Oui, oui. <rire> Pour moi, euh, il y a les questions euh, au Parlement cet après-midi que, que je, dans lesquelles je suis très, très intéressante. C'est euh, quelles questions, par exemple Les, les questions... Euh, <rire> il y a une grande discussion sur le euh, British Channel. Euh, tunnel, non, ah, sur le British Channel. Ah, le fameux qui est sous la manche, là Et nous, a, nous avons vu euh, les, les membres d'Angleterre euh, euh, en débat. Euh, on débat de ce sujet Oui, oui, oui. oui, oui. Euh, les députés de, de, de la gauche et de la droite. Et, 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 et il y a très intéressant. Elle était très intéressante. Très intéressant. Et est-ce que la gauche est contre ce fameux tunnel ah, euh, Personnellement. Personnellement, euh, le tunnel euh, est très bon. Euh. Oui, dit. Contre, mais mais, mais peut-être l'agent. To go to, um, uh, L'argent serait mieux dépensé uh, pour autre chose. Pour autre chose. Euh, par Peut-être. exemple, euh, quelle, quelle meilleure utilisation ah, <rire> Dans le nord de, de l'Angleterre. Dans le nord de l'Angleterre <rire> Ok, pour moi, ça suffit. Merci ouais. bien. Ça vous suffit oui. Oh, il parle de la vie Last night, for night, I was talking with some of the, the media people and I was explaining to them what we had decided as a party before any of us were elected, but definitely since we were elected in June, to uh, ensure that there would be a greater role of the Fianna Fáil MEPs here in the Parliament and that we would ensure that the activity we were involved in here was uh, sent back home, firstly to our organisation, to the party in Dublin, and through them, right down to our individual voters in every constituency. And also the fact that uh, we've learned from the, the lessons, Ray, we, we've learned the lessons from the, the past firm. Um, we have the experience of Paddy Lawler and Sean Flanagan and uh, yourself, you know, senior men in, in, in politics, really. And uh, it's a very useful thing to have that experience in the background. Uh, well, we're very fortunate in the group as well, because even we, we are we're stronger in the group than we were, but as of now we're still only eight out of 29. Yeah. But it means that every subject that has come up in Parliament in the three sessions so far, there has been an Irish spokesperson, That's a Fianna Fáil spokesperson on every single debate. Plastic bullets today, Everything. my own as you know, and uh, mm. that was a very successful, 155 to 23 was a very good vote, yeah. and uh, John Hume was uh, excellent in the debate as usual. But it's been altogether a very good oh, I think experience, the conservative made opposition, a contribution here. Conservative opposition from England collapsed, I think. I have been with the uh, Secretary of the Ag Committee. There's no time physically to have the amendments tabled, translated and ready for next week. So This is because of the delay because of by the, the Council of Ministers in not presenting the budget in time. Jesus, I mean, that's obvious. But they have accepted that you can table, the Chairman of the Agriculture Committee has accepted that you can table the amendments orally in committee on Monday or Tuesday of next week. Right. Uh, well, that's, that's very good. In fact, it would probably even be better doing it that way, and I, I'm sure that there will be support for this. Okay. Particularly in the agriculture. That's perfect. Right, so we have McSharry, Niall Andrews and Michael McGrail in the bar. The Fianna Fáil MEPs seem to work much more directly with each other and with Michael McGrail in their secretariat than do the Fianna Gael members, which is simply to say that Fianna Gael's strategy is planned at party and group meetings and then the members go about their work, whereas most of the Fianna Fáil group seem to be in perpetual session and largely under the guiding hand of Ray McSharry. Every day they study the news list from home, 
On this occasion, McSharry is with Eileen Lamas and Jean Fitzgerald. It looks like things are turning down on the exports as well, according to the news reports today. 16 million deficit in August. That's a disappointing development because uh, up to, the, up to um, now, the exports have been standing up well. In fact, we were all saying that it was the uh, areas of new technology and the new industries that were keeping those exports up. And this is the point, see them dropping out substantially for August. Mm. Serious, yeah. too. Disappointing. See there, too, uh, the, the Irish birth rate figures are falling. I thought yeah. that was only in Europe where we had a discussion here recently That's about right, the fall of the yeah. birth rate uh, just at our group well, meeting. I, I thought the only country uh, within the ten that the birth rate was increasing was Ireland, so they're following the trend of the others, well, no, the other I nine. Think, <laughs> I think they're still increasing, but at a slower rate, at obviously. Slower the, rate. The, the, Something the government say about unemployment <laughs> figures, Must I think. Must be the recession, Jake. Uh, I'm <laughs> glad. They can't afford it anymore. We have been well reported too on the plastic bullet, Nile Andrews motion, and Jean, you have been very successful. Farm subsidies may return. Uh, hopefully, arising from your initiative so here, that they will. Yeah. What about your, your meeting this morning? This is the last day. It's all home on the plane now. What, what uh, was that meeting about? Uh, this was uh, the Fianna Fáil Group of Eight uh, assessing the scene of uh, last week and uh, preparing ourselves for the next session and uh, discussions of some committee meetings that will be held next week in Brussels. And uh, all of our members work very much in tandem. We have all, as you can see, have had our names to various motions, resolutions and to questions. And uh, while they may not be our own particular specialty, we uh, spread the load of work around among the eight and everybody is participating and working very well, I must say. And of course, the other aspect of it, Jordan, is that we're trying to, next week, as you know, the, the no-conference motions on the Dáil, of course, or the, sorry, the plan has been debated on the Dáil, and we all have committee meetings in Brussels, but we've been all angling to try to fit in our committee meetings in Brussels and be back home uh, to participate in the debate and, and, of course, to vote, which is important too. Well, we'll be there, all right. Well, I had a very important question down about <coughs> an in the integrated plan for Dublin. Unfortunately, it wasn't reached because uh, the questions here are very, very slow, but I will be getting a written, written reply to that question, and I'll be following it up again in the Parliament, because I'm very keen that something happens for the City of Dublin and that funds be made available. It is, it is noticeable, and we just Rodney mentioned there about the plane, that one of the areas that it's most difficult to get to from Strasbourg is yes, Ireland. Yes. All other countries uh, seem to have fairly regular services. There are times that some of us could get home maybe earlier than, than, than a Friday, and we would be looking, uh, as we are already trying, to seek other ways of getting there as fast as possible with the minimum of connections. Well, we could all have been back yesterday, in fact, yes. if there's been a yes. well, last night, it, certainly. It, yes. It's very yes. difficult <coughs> to get out to Brussels because you have to go via London or Amsterdam, and it takes about four hours or four and a half hours, actually, to get from Dublin to Brussels, and the same on the way back. Sometimes it'll take you six hours to get back. You might have two hours to lay at London. Well, for those of us from Cork and from Sligo, yes. it, means, it means that uh, it's not just getting back to Dublin. We have still a few hours to go, so it means quite a lot of travelling during the night to be there at your office in the morning in your constituency. But nevertheless, that's the role we undertook and hope to discharge. It's all part of the political battle at home. Eileen Lamas is not alone in wanting aid for Dublin. Others travel at night too. And Fine Gael members ask questions too, though Ray McSherry almost makes the Parliament sound like a Fianna Fáil benevolent society. Fine Gael is part of a much larger group, the European People's Party. The group's interests are therefore perhaps more diverse. Our morning meeting now this morning at half eight was, uh, was like a signpost, a little discussion uh, of philosophy uh, plus a signpost to the business of the day and uh, an indication of the emphasis, the, the, the items the group want to discuss. There's um, 
they want, they want to emphasise, should I say, rather than discuss, and uh, for vo voting purposes. And certainly, in, I, I mean, I'm glad of this kind of direction because in, in, invariably there are issues that I have no interest in or uh, no competence to actually make a judgment on. I mean, I'm not into the, um, the politics of figs and grapes in, in southern <laughs> Italy and things like that. Because the, and, but at the same time, I feel it's important as members of a political group that we do um, help our colleagues in that area because obviously we want them to help us in the things we're doing too. So I'll take direction on that and on those kind of issues I'll vote as the, as the group asked me to vote because I haven't any particularly strong feelings pro or con one way or another. Meanwhile, Michael McGrail drops into McSharry's office to set the seal on Fianna Fáil tactics. Come in. Hi, Mike. All right. There's just a few things I wanted to go through with you. There are a number of questions I wanted to discuss with you about the next parliamentary session. Mm -hmm. At least all of the ones that we had on this, this session are there. Some of them will be dealt with. The rest of them will be carried over to the next session. Right. We have a standing order that any questions that are not reached in any given session are automatically carried. In fact, you'll notice that um, the first three or four questions at the next session will all be Irish, Irish questions. Sylvester Barrett, uh, Jim Simons, Neil Andrews, Eileen Lamas, Paddy Lawler. They'll all be carried forward. Well, will you continue the policy of having a question to the Commission and the Council from each of the members of our group anyway? <laughs> and at this point in time, we're covered now up to about December. Right. And uh, which, uh, if we can just say one point there, that any other questions, because December, it's three months away, that get, we get them in now, I think it's written questions. We'll probably announce it by December, but at least we'll have the satisfaction of having Well, some of these that I want to go through will probably be written, and some of them will be on the floor of the House. Okay. The first one is, is about the EMS and concerted action against the dollar. Mm -hmm. And the next one is because of the very serious unemployment situation in the community that we want to ask what action, if any, they've been talking about it long enough in the Commission and Council over the last few years, what action they're going to take to do something mm -hmm. in a concerted way to try and make some impact on this huge right. unemployment problem. Right. Can I just ask one point there? Uh, do you want this as a global question or do you think, do you want a limited um, well, I have a draft here anyway that we can go through and, right. and ensure that we have, are covering all the points and okay. try and get the maximum information as well. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, uh, this particular one, it's, it's, a very, it's a lengthy question, there are a lot of details in it. Mm -hmm. um, commissioner gets up to answer this, he'll give you three or four. Words, right, so we can, we can condense it anyway, you see, okay. uh, and try and be more specific, uh, okay. but at the same time covering the points. Yeah. The other thing is the CAP, the Common Agricultural Policy in the Third World, that we want to ensure that any solution to the problem of agricultural surpluses in the community, which you know is causing a lot of concern among the electorate in the community and, and among the farmers, yeah. that, uh, uh, that we should, in any solution that comes forward, involve uh, some help or greater help for the third world. Third world. Right, okay. Come in. Can the lady want you to call him at home? He's in the office. I did call him in, in, his, in his Galway office. No, at home. And then Leicester uh, House. In Leicester House. Okay. Yeah, I was talking to him in his house last night, but he wasn't there. Uh, I'll contact him. Okay. As we come towards the end, let's point up one more difference of perception between our two subjects. Mary Bonotti on Strasbourg as a city. 
Well, I love it. I'm, I'm interested in, in architecture I'm, and it's like a wonderful, elaborate stage set, most lovely buildings. Uh, pleasant, very pleasant town, a very civilised town, quite Germanic, much more Germanic, I think, than French. The feeling is... Um, but the border's about a mile down the road. Yes, yes, and, and there's an awful lot. They're, 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 a different, they're totally different, say, from the French in, in the south of France or, or any of the other parts of France that I have visited. And um, it's pleasant. They certainly make a big effort to make us feel very welcome here and go to enormous trouble to help us to sort out the minutiae of life, like getting yourself sorted out with hotels, that kind of thing. Um, very helpful in all respects like that. They have, a, I think you've already met the, the girl who acts as a hostess for the city of Strasbourg. They, that's just to make sure if there's anything one needs. And in fact, she's, I think, grossly overworked, poor girl. Some people get her to do the most extraordinary things for them. She was telling me about them this morning. And like what? Um, well, she described one parliamentarian who um, put her to a great deal of trouble to find his wife a job, get his children into schools, find them an apartment, buy them furniture, that kind of thing. Which, um, and she's much too nice to tell them that uh, perhaps they could do a little bit for themselves as well. Ray McSherry answering the same question. Well, you know, like every town or city or every hotel, they're all the same. There are sometimes you wonder when you wake up in the morning which hotel you, which country are you in, or which city you might be in. But uh, I, I think they're uh, all the same because the company is usually the same. Whether it's going for a meal in Dublin or going for a meal in Sligo or going for a meal in Brussels or Strasbourg, it would usually be with Irish people, mainly colleagues of your own or officials who work with your group or visitors from Ireland who happen to be in Brussels or Strasbourg at the particular time whom you would be socialising with. And that in itself is very good because it is an opportunity for an exchange of views in the European context about Irish problems. It needn't necessarily be a working session but it is an exchange of view that is helpful to the role of the member of the European Parliament. When this programme was recorded, our two new for Europe were becoming used to what will be one of their major bases of operation, at least till 1989. Their personal styles are different, their party's styles are different, but both are dedicated politicians, one of whom knows well how the system works, one of whom is learning fast. But does Ray McSharry's move to Europe remove him from the pinnacle of party influence and, of necessity, change his ambitions? No, not at all. As far as I'm concerned, firstly, the prerogative of the party leader is uh, it's his prerogative as to who would be on his front bench at any particular time, uh, the right to change at any particular time. And I fully accept that. But insofar as the organisational structure of the party is concerned, I am one of the honorary treasurers, I'm chairman of the finance committee, I'm on the executive of the national executive, or uh, there's, there's no difficulty there and I do my utmost to attend all of those meetings as I've done for a number of years. So I, I don't see any particular problem. Maybe it puts that extra pressure on me as one individual, but it, that has been my choice and uh, I, I must now play the role that I've been elected to uh, and try to the utmost of my ability to uh, discharge my functions in whatever area within the party structure, within the constituency, within the doll and as a member of the European Parliament. We're unlikely to be hearing less of Ray McSharry. He's determined that new to Europe will not mean forgotten in Europe. Mary Bonatti plays the ball differently, but she kicks it just as hard. McSharry watches the home pitch and helps run the European team accordingly. Bonatti in Strasbourg has experienced men on her side from whom she can pick up her positional sense. 
Clinton, Ryan, O'Donnell, McCartan, three former ministers among them. And Mary Benotti doesn't see her election to Strasbourg as necessarily an end in itself. Europe for her, with her contrasting manner, background and experience to that of Ray McSharry, is only a beginning. That's what it's about. What it's about is being, um, shall we say, finally an active politician, which is what's one of which, which is what I had hoped to be. Um, I hope I'll be. I regard certainly the the initial period of my election here to Europe as being the time when I'm learning my political trade. Uh, it can be hopefully a, a good for my country that I've been elected. I'll bring back, if I do go back to uh, electoral politics in Ireland, which I probably will eventually, um, I will bring back to it a weight of experience which I'm sure will be helpful to me in my work as a, as a, as a national politician.